0: Hello everyone, it is Friday, August 12, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, and a very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening, and uh, we start the show on a somber note, don't we? It's just been a harrowing 24 hours around rugby league with the news yesterday, devastating news, that Paul Green uh, died a, m- a month before his 50th birthday, leaves behind a wife and two young kids. Uh, Just disbelief. Not the first time we've said that this year. And uh, morning to you, Loz and Blocker. Uh, Loz, in your time around footy, I'm sure you came across Paul Green. I think you played a couple of Super League tests with him in 97. Just your reaction to this, just unbelievable news that came across us yesterday. Yeah,
1: morning everybody. Uh, Like everyone, I was just shocked when I heard the news yesterday. I wasn't um, aware that um, Greeny had some difficulties and Obviously, um, as a person, I knew him as a player, I knew him as a coach, and as a guy I played a couple of times with. And um, I, I, you know, if you ran into him, you'd always say good day. You'd always um, have a beer with him at, at a function, um, as you would your team at, at most things. Um, and I was just felt really sorry for his family. I, I felt sorry for the, the Greens. Um, he's got a couple of young kids. His wife. Um, they'd be all feeling shattered as the rugby league community are. Um, but, yeah, when you hear this devastating news, I think it just shocks everyone. And, you know, Paul Green uh, was the uh, you know, Cowboys' first ever premiership winning coach. Um, very well respected um, up in uh, that area. Um, very well respected in the game of rugby league. And I, th- I think, you know, when you just hear that news yesterday, you're just stunned. up morning to you, mate. Good
2: morning, mate. Uh, good morning, boys. Uh, yeah, same as Loz, mate. I was totally in shock. I wish I could put into words, mm. you know, how everyone's feeling and, you know, to the family and the children especially. Um, you know, I, I hope everyone gets around them and gives them a hug and hangs around for a long time yeah. and help them out, you know. It's a, it's going to be difficult times that they're going to go through, so I, I really feel sorry for them.
0: Mm. And if anyone wants to say anything uh, about Greeny or came across him at all... On the text line 0419767272, Uh, give us a call 135353 and naturally we encourage anyone going through difficulty, call Lifeline 131114. His family yesterday released a statement requesting time and space as they come to terms with his loss, that they can't find the words that would come close to expressing their feelings after he was found at his Brisbane home and uh, yes, it was confirmed that Green took his own life. So that lifeline number, thirteen, eleven, fourteen. And Wayne Bennett said, Loz, that he was on the verge of, mm. of signing a deal to be on his staff at the Dolphins. Because you know, I think it was Bruce Hatch, the QRL chairman, who Greeny was obviously close to. I saw some comments in the press from him yesterday saying that, you know, he's sort of just struggling with maybe figuring out his, his next move outside of coaching perhaps. But then it comes out that Wayne Bennett said, well, He was very, very close to coming here. Just had to be sorted out.
1: Yeah, obviously he wanted to get back into the coaching game and couldn't find a a head coaching role. And Wayne Bennett had reached out to him and it looked as though he was going to go there and coach the Dolphins. And what a coaching setup that would have been with Wayne Bennett, Christian Wolfe and and Paul Green. It would have been very formidable indeed. Um, But he was a guy that spent a few days with the Cronulla Sharks only last weekend. He was down there for the players' reunion. Um, And he was in good spirits. Um, But as a coach, you know, winning that premiership, that would have been uh, just a a fantastic moment uh, in his career. Uh, The adrenaline and the high that he would have Mm. been on after that particular uh, game of football would have been amazing. Um, And and obviously, you know, when you you lose your job, like he did very publicly, um, and then has struggled to get another job Um, since, um, you know, he he wanted to get back in. He he loved the game and he had so much to offer. Um, And as I said yesterday, you know, he was a guy that was always going to be a coach from my time knowing him. Uh, He's a guy that thought very deeply about rugby league. He was a guy that was very knowledgeable about the game and it it showed in his his coaching. And he had a wonderful career too as a player. Mm. I think we've over... Um, we'll Seven origins that. or something? Yeah, we, we we forget course, that. We yeah. overlook the fact that you know he was a an origin player. Um Rothman's unf- medalist. Ro- Rothman's medalist mm. in, in both states, yeah, Queensland right. and yeah. New South Wales. Um and uh, he would have played more representative football if it hadn't been, say, for an Alfie Langer or, or And, something and like
2: apparently that. apparently Alfie and and Greeny were best mates. Yeah, I Chalk I, you know, and Cheese mates, going for yeah. each other's position all the time. It's mm. a it's a strange uh, mm. strange mateship,
0: isn't it? Mm. It seems, Greeny, very intelligent bloke too. I saw some uh, vision on the news last night playing the violin. He had a pilot's licence as well. So, you know, obviously had a well-rounded sort of life away from rugby league as well.
1: Yeah, I I, I think he was a guy that achieved a lot, uh, Mido. And he he always uh, liked to have new experiences. Um, I think you're you're right with the helicopter uh, licence. I think he could fly a plane too. Mm. Um, I, I, I think he achieved many, many things. Uh, in his sh- short life, but uh, the experience of being a father would have been the thing he'd be most proud of. Um, having a couple of young children, um, and I think it was his young bloke's ninth birthday uh, the, the, on Tuesday, mm. um, and, yeah, he was about to re-sign oh, sign with the Dolphins and, and going uh, back into the coaching caper, but, um, yeah, unfortunately... Uh, what's occurred has happened and it's just hard to get your head around. It's mm. it's hard to think that you'll ever run into Paul Green again because he's you know, been taken too soon. He was a, a wonderful father and a wonderful coach and
0: we look back on his career today with, with fond memories. Very, very sad. Hug your loved ones. Last mm. night. 100%. Uh, last night, 16-0, the Melbourne Storm over Penrith block. You called the game for Fox League and uh, just the Melbourne Storm just giving us a reminder.
2: Hey, yeah. we're
0: still here. Yeah, We're uh, still here.
2: It was only last month they lost four in a row and mm. Craig Belling was going, where's the answers? And, and last night, I thought they were, they were back to their bullying best. When they when they play good footy and come in the semi-finals and grand finals and all that sort of stuff, the Melbourne Storm start to flex their muscles. Uh, they've won their last three now, so mate, I, I was amazed that they were able to keep uh, the Panthers to no score. I know they're down on numbers and all that sort of stuff, but the amount of football that they had last night, especially in the second half, and the Storm just kept repelling them. I, I thought their defence was absolutely outstanding, and that's what. That's what's needed come semi final time or come you know the back end of the year games and and uh, they they showed their and flexed their muscle, muscles last night. I thought the Storm were, were absolutely outstanding.
0: What do you think, loss
1: Yeah, I thought they were great. I thought they were really good. I thought their edge defence was a lot better than what it's been in the past. I thought we saw and a noticeable difference in the way that they did defend. Uh, they were very aggressive in the middle, but they were more passive on an edge, and I think that sort of helped them. They weren't rushing in off their line. Uh, They were taking their time. They were working hard together. They were using the sideline as a defender. And I I thought it looked as though they were more committed uh, to that aspect of the game. Uh, With the ball, obviously still finding their rhythm and it's going to be difficult uh, with no Pappenhausen and also uh, no Jerome Hughes, Hughes. But Hughes will be back. But also Munster being at fullback. I mean, he's a player... He's given that license to just roam the field. He can turn up where he wants to, and he's such a dangerous player when he does that.
2: Isn't that was some sort of player when you know when you're down on troops and you're looking for someone to you know pull you out of the doldrums? He's he's done that monster over the last uh, the last month.
0: What a player he
2: is, mate! mate, If Tedesco is the best player in the game, this bloke's right behind him.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a good player. I I don't know what his best position is either. Munster, he can play five eight. He can play as a fullback, but the fullback position it's just harder to contain if you're an opposition team. You, you, you he can move wherever he wants to, um, and sometimes you don't get that flexibility when you're playing as a five eight. But you know he's he's strong. He's a strong carry of the football too. Mm. You know. Um,
2: Have you ever seen a bloke like that big, that size? He's a, he's he's not a big bloke. Mm. Have you ever seen a break tackles like that? I don't no. think people underestimate and come in there and oh, yeah. I don't know. It's I just it's so just got that Natural,
1: natural strength. Mm. Yeah, wow. You know, I don't know whether he'd be one of those guys that would get into the gym and lift 160 kilo. I, I don't see him as being that type of player. But you know how we pl- all played with guys that are just naturally
0: mm. strong, football strong, and he looks as though he's one of them every time. You go up against him, you think and put him on his backside, but no one seems <laughs> to be able to. Yeah. You can't. You got to put that bloke on his backside. He, he, you're right, Laws. He's just exactly that. He wouldn't in the gym, wouldn't be anything much. No, but one on one, rangy, strong, football just annoyingly strength.
1: strong. Yeah, football yep. strength wise, I, I think he's got most covered. Mm. But I thought their forwards did a great job last night, oh, and, no, and we expected them to. But Penrith, they did have what three quarters of their spine missing. There was no Dylan Edwards like yeah, with withdrawal. withdrawal. Mm. Um, and it just showed last night how much they missed him. No Cleary, no Luai. The thing about Melbourne is I think Penrith had close to 60 play the balls inside their 20. Yeah. And didn't come up. Couldn't come up. With a try. No, no. So obviously they were frustrated mm. because of Melbourne's last ditched efforts, and they were just committed to defending well. And I heard Craig Bellamy speak before the game about how that was a focus for them mm. to defend well inside their own 20, and they did that to a man last night. Mate,
2: how good was Appy Corusel? Good player, isn't he? Jeez, I'll tell you what. He was near on. I know it was 16-0. There's no points scored in the second half. He was near on the best player in the field. Yeah, I wouldn't Jeez, be too
1: concerned well. if I was Penrith. I mean, as, as long as I look at them last night, and they still troubled Melbourne. If they get everyone back
0: and fit, that's the only thing in my mind that's going to stop them from winning a comp. Yeah. But now Liam Martin's gone down, syndesmosis. That could be nearly the season, depending mm, on the severity.
1: Yeah, depending on the severity. Mm. But uh, I still think they've got depth. I still think mm. they've got depth. You don't want to lose your best players, all right? I, I, I understand that. I think they could lose Liam Martin to still win a comp. I don't think they could lose a Luai or a Cleary or an Edwards or a Coruscant and win the comp. Mm. Mm. I think most other positions they would have covered.
2: I think Stephen Crichton's a fantastic player lots playing uh, playing Origin and so forth and that now just needs to get the, get his hands on the ball a little mm. bit more they moved into fullback and you have a look at the great players over the years when, you, when you're a little bit down and out and you're looking for someone there's always someone in your team I, I thought that might have been Stephen Crichton last, last night when they moved him back to fullback Get him hunting around looking for the ball, but he he, he didn't do it. Oh, he's a great player, don't you? mate. He's got more ability in his little finger than me. But what I'm saying is, I I, you know, the next step. If you look on the other side of the ledger, and you have a look at Cameron Munster, who wants the football every every ten seconds, that's the difference. Yeah, he's got to get to that level.
1: Yeah, and, and I suppose it it is hard for him because he's playing out there in the centres, and the involvement of the centre is not like you know, the fullbacks' involvement. But they didn't shift in there until late in the game either. Um, And, you know, he's not a a guy that is like a Justin Ollum, say. You know, the back of the field, crash the ball, robust. Mm. I think he's more of a silky sort of player and get him into space and put him in the right situations and he'll he'll carve you up. But you're right, he's got plenty of talent, Stephen Crichton. And there has been some whispers that he – you know, could leave Penrith and head to Canterbury. Uh, Canterbury, you're talking about possibly chasing him and buying him to play fullback, because I think that's where they he might want to play. And you know, P- Penrith see him as a as a centre, and they can't sort of fit him in as a, a number one there with Dylan Edwards. So, uh, what's his space? But I, I think you're right. Uh, you know, Dylan, uh, not Dylan Edwards. Um, Crichton is a a wonderful player, but I think he just missed having those other players around him. I I, I thought he missed
0: Louie and Cleary last Mm. night. And actually front page of the paper today, the Daily Telegraph, a game in grief over shock death is the headline there. And a text here from Claire from the Gold Coast. Morning, guys. Such sad news. Blocker last night said something so simple, so beautiful, uh, but not nearly done enough. Go hug your mum and dad and loved ones. I echo these sentiments, says Claire from the Gold Coast. Uh, Back pages of the papers and uh, the Daily Telegraph locked out. Vicious storm wipes out Panthers' attack. And uh, just a text here from Luke. Hi, boys. After last night's match, the Panthers have lost the minor premiership. Moses Leota looks injured, along with Martin. Panthers look gone. Cheers, Luke. Wow, Luke. Going early there with the Panthers, but uh, Lozzy, you were just saying before, you're not one bit, be- well, not really worried at all, are
1: you? No, as, as long as they don't get too many injuries. Penrith, I, I think they showed enough last night in the second half. You know, they were still able to carry the ball forward. Um, you know, they, their execution, when they got inside the 20-metre zone for the Storm, mm. they just didn't handle that well, and they didn't really throw too much at Melbourne, and they were still... Um, able to look like scoring, and it was only Melbourne's ability to to find that extra little bit when they needed it, and their last stitched efforts in defence which stopped them from scoring tries. So, look, I, I still think it's Penrith to lose. I, I, you know, you don't want to be getting too many injuries at the wrong time of the year, but I think you throw Cleary, Edwards, and Luai back into this football team, Fisher Harris, it's a different setup.
0: Uh, on the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, NRL community left in shock by Green's death and also ones of a kind. And uh, they each have a unique style, but gun fullbacks Latrell Mitchell, Clint, Gutherson are equally critical to their respective sides. And tonight they go head to head in a clash that'll have a huge bearing on the top four. And a massive game, isn't it? Souths and, and Parramatta tonight at Combank Stadium. Uh, block. Uh, Two different type of fullbacks, aren't they? Gutherson's busy. Latrell less so, but is there a more impactful player in the game at the moment than Latrell Mitchell when he does decide I'm gonna go and win the game here or make a difference?
2: Yeah you know the most amazing thing about Lattrell last week. So the first twenty minutes he doesn't look real interested against the Warriors, right? So I'm thinking I'm thinking after the game, I'll have a look at his stats and he's done seven carries and all that, and I think, you know, Imagine that bloke if he wanted to play for the full 80 minutes. But in those seven carries, <laughs> he'd scored two and set up two. Do you know what I mean? So he's the sort of guy, once he gets the footy and, and, and wants to make an impact, you imagine you know, leading into these big games and it starts to get a little bit warmer and he gets a little bit more excited about trying to take South to the Premiership. He'll be a lot better then. But um, I, I don't think I've ever seen a player have so much impact but with having so, so little carries and all that yeah. in, in a game if you you have a look at the, the you know the stuff that he does once he decides to do something he can just put the foot down chalk and can, you know he can do anything
1: yeah oh, he's a wonderful player and again if you were trying to compare him to a tedesco they're, they're completely different players tedesco's yeah. just high energy always on the ball always looking to do something whereas latrell just sits back picks his moments and when he wants to Destroy you, he will. When he when, when he's he got his like focus yeah. on, yeah. and he feels like it, it's just like, well, right here, give me the ball. I'll, I'll show you we, what we need to do here. This is how it's done, and get his team back into the contest. But you just don't want to be relying on him to do that all the time, mm. uh, because sometimes it may not
0: work for you. But he's just a, a brilliant player. Who would everyone tip in this game again tonight? South or oh South? Who do you go serve? block?
2: I think I went, I think I went para I went para.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm para. Para $2.35 with tabs. South's $1.60 favourites. The bunnies have won the last five against the Eels. Three and a half your line there. South's the minus. Now we're Laws well, learned something about Block this morning. What'd you learn? He's a roll on deodorant person, not a spray on. Oh, oh. I find that for a bloke, I, I think uh, shouldn't we all be spray ons? Uh I'm a spray.
1: Um, but I have used Roll On in the past. Mm, you know, I, I'm not going to say that I, I've never used Roll On before, but I'm—I I like the spray. I I've,
2: like the, I've, can. I've got a reason why I use the the Roll On deodorant because when because we do a bit of travelling with the footy, right? So when I'm ah, with, when uh, I'm with my little yes. dilly bag, you know your dilly <laughs> yes, bag with yes. your toothbrush and yep. your your Savage aftershave—that's mm. what I generally take with me. Yeah, you've always uh, yeah you've you always got the roll on the deodorant because the can, and when you go through the airport, they say, "Have you got any like flannels yeah. in your in your luggage?" You've got to take your can out. You don't have to take the roll on deodorant out.
0: That's a so good it's practical. Tactic. It's practical reasons. <laughs> what about I reckon there's inconsistency at the airport. Sometimes I've had to leave the can there, mm. but other times I haven't. So I don't know. I haven't looked up the rules and regulations, but I've definitely had my can of deodorant taken off me. Going through security, what for? Not, oh, I don't know. It you obviously out, no, no, was it, no. in your bag? You yeah, if you get, get it out, out and put it on the yeah, tray, yeah. you're right. But I've done that. But before they've said no, no, sorry, you can't take that on the flight. I don't know who I was flying with. Maybe it was that particular airline. Yeah, had, no, no. I think if you put it on the tray and you show
1: them, I think you keep it. if you've got a lock on it as well, but but if you just try and sneak it through, and they find it, they'll bin
0: it. No, nah, there was no sneaking going on. It's a rort. It's a, a roar. I reckon. Right well, you go. reckon
2: someone was there knocking off you?
0: Yeah. yep, Yep. Mm. Something but, was going on. But that's a a, a
1: smart tactic, block. In particular, mm. if you don't like to be
2: pulled, pulled up. Over. Yeah. If you. Yeah. If, do you,
1: do you, t- if you, ba- you. If get, you suffer badly from anxiety. Do you find do you do you get picked up a lot? Because I get picked I up do. a lot at the airport. I do. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I say, here we go. I'll bet yeah. you i get done. Yeah. i bet you i get done here. It must be my look. I think it's mine too. <laughs> <I> think... <laughs> um,
0: now, a few messages about the app. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on, but the Tab app or the Sky Racing Active app are the best places to listen to us if you're not obviously on the radio frequencies, wherever your frequency is. Uh, not sure. That TuneIn app, for some reason, is taking, I think, a different show. And I'm not sure what the deal is because that's a third-party app. We aren't in control of that. We've uh, voiced, apparently, through our authorities, voiced, uh, you know, what's going on. That We're getting, obviously, a lot of complaints from people. So we're trying to sort it out. Apologies. But uh, the Tab app or the Sky Racing Active app are the best places to listen to the show, hopefully.